hope you were blessed and revived by the KAYT Gospel Hour. Tune in each Saturday morning, 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. and join us as we venture back in the past for a time of revival with oldies and goodies in sermon and song. This is K-A-Y-T, Gina, Alexandria. This is gospel radio at its very best. 88.1. K-A-Y-T, praising the Lord. Come on, church, make the noise in this place. Greetings. This is Reverend Lionel Smith, pastor of New Scholar Baptist Church. We are a church that is working towards acquiring the mind of Christ. Sit back and listen to the message already in progress.
that have already went forth. Uh, before I get started, I just wanted to let everybody know a, a quick praise report. Uh, I just got a call from my daddy, well, actually from my mama, and she uh, told me that Al Alton was supposed to, I don't know if many of y'all know my daddy got a brother named Alton, lives in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and they left here uh, early Tuesday morning. Uh, Alton was scheduled to have uh, surgery on today and uh, they got up there yesterday actually they got to Roberts and Champagne yesterday had a good trip then they got to uh, early this morning got to Milwaukee Wisconsin and they post they didn't put the surgery off but that's still a blessing they he said that instead of doing the surgery on Alton today they're gonna do it next week amen so I thank God for that I mean they're gonna still have to do the surgery but I thank God that the doctors see he can make it another week before they do the surgery and I, I know that God is a miracle working God uh, I thank God that you know he can stand another week before the surgery I know one of their concerns was because of his age and having uh, I think the uh, open heart surgery but Amen. He made it another week. Amen. Amen. I uh, so uh, they just gave me a call a few minutes ago, and and I don't I don't know if they're gonna wait. Uh, actually, Daddy, my mama told me she'll see me Saturday. I asked them what they gonna because they went up for the surgery. So I asked them uh, were they gonna uh, go on and wait another week? But uh. No, they'll say they'll see us for the tea Saturday, amen. I can tell y'all this, I, uh, I, I, you know, I see now, the older I get, uh, my dad is in love with this community and with this church. I mean, out of all the things, you know, he told me, uh, well, last night when he called me, uh, not yesterday when he called me. And I'm just going. I want to keep serious, but last night when he called me, first thing he said was, uh, "I want you to water them plants every night." Hey Amen. I I thought I was going to get something spiritual, and uh, what I got was water them plants. Amen. And so you know, uh, I I said, "Well, God, okay, I guess I got to water them plants every night." And, Hey Amen. I, I, I'm like so many of us. I, I was out there last night about five o'clock. I went outside and, and I said, Lord, let it rain. 
and and I wish Brother Lewis was here tonight because he always tell me the hardest part of doing anything is getting started. And and once you make up in your mind, and um, he told me, Mama told me, Basin, I don't forget to water them plants because he gonna know when he come back if you ain't watering them plants. If they brown, he gonna know it. And I. Um, about five o'clock, I say, we might get one of them afternoon showers. And about 6.30, no rain came, no rain in sight. So by 7.30, I say, I'm going to wait on it to get cool. And about 8 o'clock, I came out right here and started. And, and like I said, the hardest part of doing anything is making up your mind to start. Once, and one thing I can tell you, once you get started, you'll find out people start stopping and people come over. And next thing you know, it's 10 minutes after 9 and you having a pretty good time. Amen. But it's just getting started. Amen. We're going to hurry up so I can go water them flowers. Amen. I'm going to water them plants. But, you know, on tonight, I, I, I thought about something, you know, even coming from, we had a great time on the weekend with that Lady in the Red Conference. It was uh, really, every speaker was just awesome. One of the ladies said a verse, and we're going to be coming tonight from Psalms 139, 14. We might probably move again just to kind of help build up on uh, I, I started a little research on that. It's one of the things that is, is, you know, we, we have to believe in ourselves. Sometimes we, 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 sometime in, our, in our life, not just in our Christian walk, but sometime in our life, our, our confidence in the way we, our confidence in who we are as Christians, our confidence in who we are is shaken by where we come from and what we look like. And a lot of times in life, we, instead of comparing, instead of being what God wants us to be, a lot of times we compare ourselves to the person before us or the person who's doing the other things. You know, you see a lot in the, uh, in the, in the preaching field or in the pastoring field, a lot of pastors compare themselves to another pastor. Or a lot of pastors compare them to the previous pastor. And, and I want to talk tonight about, you know, when, when you come to yourself and, 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 and you realize how God made you and he made none other like you and he made you, you, you know, when in, in the book of Genesis, the Bible say when God made everything, he looked and he said it was good. He didn't say I. He said he didn't say ninety percent of the stuff was good. He said everything he made was good. And sometimes the devil attack our mind because we won't go boldly. But the devil attack our mind and make us think, well, I ain't all that. You know, I, 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 I something is wrong with me. Maybe I'm, uh, uh, I'm too dark, or I'm not tall enough, or I'm not, uh, uh, I'm, I'm too small, or I'm too big, and he attacks our mind with that, and, and then what he does, he, he attacks our confidence, amen, and, and I'm going to be at uh, Psalms 139, but I, I want to talk about David on tonight, and I want to talk about how his confidence, and, and, and you'll see that, and you'll see how he began to even speak, and, and you know, David said that he encouraged himself, but you'll see as this man David, he began to speak to himself, and you'll see in this particular verse how his confidence gonna grow from level to level to level. But to build a good background, if you can turn, keep that verse high on, on your on your thumb, but turn to First Samuel nine. First Samuel nine. And we're gonna one one and two, maybe just two. While y'all turn, I'm gonna be praying. Father God, we thank you for 
We thank you for life, dear Lord. We thank you for traveling grace for the pastor. We thank you for those in attendance, dear Lord. We thank you for this ministry. And we thank you for even the brothers who uh, uh, ask for prayer tonight uh, while they are temporary incarceration, dear Lord. We ask that you uh, let their hearts desire. Let them be sincere. And then you, we know that you, you're, you're a God that will, if we ask, you have the power to give us. And we thank you for it. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. You know, when we think about this, David had a hard position. David was following a, a man by the name of Saul in his attempt to be uh, king of Israel. Saul was the people's king. He was the one that when, 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 when they went to Samuel, and it's all in the ninth chapter, how did they came to, you know, Samuel and his son was judging things, but they went to, uh, the, 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 the children of Israel came to Samuel and they said, we want us a king. And we want, and, 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 and David was the second king, but the first king of, of Israel was Saul, and he was some kind of man. And I'm going to give you a description of this man on tonight and, and I, I looked at that and, and then, I, then when I looked at that I, I realized why David in his this song that he wrote in 139.14 I realized how that, that, that all tied together in, in uh, 1 Samuel 9 let's go ahead and start it, uh, at verse 2 in verse 1, only thing it's doing is giving us a description of who it was, Saul's father, and his father, and his father, and his father. Just kind of gives us a, a lineage of him. But if you read 1 Samuel 9 and 2, and, and it tells us about this man uh, uh, named Kish, he said he had a son whose name was Saul. And we all know that Saul is going on to be the first Saul, the first king of Israel. The Bible says that he was a choice young man. Now, when you read the rest of the verse, then you'll, you'll kind of get a good understanding. But the Bible says he was a choice young man, a goodly, and there was not among the children of Israel a goodlier person than he. From his shoulders upward, he was higher than any of the people. Amen. And if we just take our time and go back over that, we realize that this guy, Saul, was some kind of guy. Saul wasn't no, I mean, and, and I, I see why the children of Israel and their first king that they had, they chose Saul. Because the Bible simply tells us that about the first thing that, it, that I underline on here, and it don't tell us much about this, but it tells us that Saul was a charge young man that mean that I, 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 I looked and ran my few references on that but he was a choice young man I believe that the scripture telling us in this that he was a well young man to look at he was a good looking young man he was pleasant to be around he probably was very articulate people when they saw him felt comfortable around him people when they saw him felt like man that's a guy who I like to be around because the Bible tells us he was a choice young man but not, not only was he a choice young man and, and I think that when it said that word choice young man it, it was like he many people if he was eligible for marriage many many young ladies will pick him as their choice now one author gave me that when that definition by him being a choice young man that in other words he was in high demand 
He he was one of those young men that you just you just you just you gravitated towards him. And the Bible says not only was he a choice young man, but he was goodly. He was a nice person, amen. And he said, and not not only was he a nice person, but and there was not among the children of Israel a goodlier person than he. Not only was he a choice young man, I'm sure well articulate, I'm sure he was very handsome, I'm sure all of these good things about Saul existed, but the Bible say on top of that, he was nice. I, I like to call Saul a triple threat. He was, uh, not only was he handsome, not only was he, but he was a nice person. You know, sometimes you can meet handsome guys, uh, a handsome young lady, and they could have a bad attitude, and they could throw the whole, you know, it, they, once you kind of like meet them, it, they ain't so pretty once you meet them and see that bad. But the Bible say not only was he a choice young man, but he was pleasant to be around. It say it wasn't a goodlier person in all of, all of Israel. And then it tells us in here, it says, uh, if you, I'm still in verse 2, it says, from his shoulders upward, he was higher than any of the people. And I, I like to use, I, I wrote this, Saul probably was one of those, and I call it a, a triple threat young man, tall, dark, and handsome. Hey Amen. We in, in 1 Samuel 9, verse 2. And, and the Bible tells us, but not only was he, you know, it, one of the things that and when the scripture tells us from his shoulders upward, he was higher than any uh, other people. That means that this, if the average height was like about 5'8", 5'9", Saul was probably about 6'3", 6'4", 6'5". And one of the odd things was he, he was this big man, a well-looked man, but the Bible says he was a nice person. Amen? The Bible says he was a goodly person. He was pleasant to be around. Even went on to call him a choice young man. Amen? And then it, it went on to say that he was, not only was he, and you know, it's just, here he is, all of these good attributes, and he could be seen so easily. Man, what a king to choose. What a guy to choose for Israel. This guy who was well-liked, probably well-versed, probably well-looking. He was tall, like I said, and I don't know how dark or light, but he was tall and handsome. And folk, I'm sure, and, and when Israel wanted a king, they looked at that guy and said, that's our guy. Well, how did that affect David? I laid a... a, 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 a what David had to walk through. Now when you walk through, uh, we're going to walk over to Psalms 139 now. A lot of times in our lives, we judge ourselves on who came before us. You know, a lot of times as young ministers, we, we judge ourselves on what another minister my age is doing. Oh, basically, such and such, 37, and he, he passed, and a lot of pastors judge themselves on what, what B Bishop Jakes is doing. A lot of uh, young people in the choir saying, well, I, I, ain't, I, ain't, I ain't quite there because such and such done already cut an album, or such and such. And we, we have all of these things in our life that we, we judge our ourselves on but I, I like I see David and I see how he's maturing in Psalms 139 I'm gonna start at verse 
uh, uh, 13. Now, remember, David now is, is about to take kingship of Israel. He's, a, he's going, and, and Saul, and I, I didn't go through the whole story, but Saul now has, has turned bad. He, he, when I say turned bad, he, he probably had a fit of jealousy, and, and he had got, got to be just an evil king. Amen? And, and, he, and eventually, his love for David had turned around, and, and he didn't like David anymore. And, 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 and God told David he could have, you know, don't touch Saul. I'm going to deal with him. And here we see Saul is now, and, and even in David, when I talk about, and you're going to say, why is he talking about Saul's goodly personality and his appearance and all of that? Even when David, when, when God said, Jesse, don't worry. I mean, when, when he told Samuel, go down to Jesse's house and anoint the uh, anoint the next king of Israel. You know what? And, and, and that's why I'm telling you, appearances and, and your self and people believing in you. Jesse called all his boys but David. Every one of them he called but David. Here we are. And, and David, I think David and I, in, in this scripture, when, when we see this, he says to us, and I'm going to go back to verse 13. He says, for thou hast possessed my reins. And David, now this is a song that David is actually ringing, that he's actually singing. And he says, thou hast possessed my reins. What he's saying is God and, and reins are something that we use on a horse. And I've never rode a horse. I just happen to have a computer. Amen. But I've never rode a horse. But they say you put reins on a horse and you can pull a rein one way and you can make him go this way and you can pull a rein another way and actually even make him stop. Now that's what it said on the computer. I haven't rode a horse. But then it said, uh, David is saying here, thou has possessed my reins. What he's saying is, God, you leading me. Sometimes we think that we, ain't, we don't deserve to be blessed or we don't deserve to be here. But wherever you at and, and whatever you going in life, God say, I'm leading you to that place. And David understood that even though I'm getting ready to walk into kingship, and I, sometimes I guess he felt that his own daddy didn't believe he was the next king. When, the, when Samuel came by to anoint the king, his own daddy forgot about him in the field. Amen? And, and, and when, when, when nothing happened, he said to him, Oh, you got to have another boy. He said, oh, yeah, I do got another boy. Let me go get him. And, and the anointing flowed on, on David. But here we are, even when his own dad didn't believe in him, when his own dad forgot about that boy in the field, here we see David say, Lord, you, you possess my reign. Every turn I made in life, you, you pull that thing, and, and I thought it was an accident, but you pull that thing this way, and I went this way. You pull it that way, and I went that way. And sometime in our life, we think that, well, Lord, why did you let? But then when you a few years pass, you say, Lord, I see why. You was holding the reins all the time. And, and it's good back to look back over your life, and you think that this was an accident, and you then you realize if I wasn't here, that wouldn't have happened now. Or if I wasn't there, that wouldn't have happened. I remember, and I was sitting down last night looking over this. I'm so glad God hold the rain. I, I'm on, because you know what? We was coming. We took the children to Texas, Galveston, and and somebody made the wrong turn. I think it was Steve, and and and, and your late husband. He called me on the phone. He said, "Basil, we're going the wrong way." 
I say, boy, let me call them. Because, you know, them drivers, they get offended when you tell them they're going the wrong way. So I say, well, brother, let me call up there and tell, see what Steve doing. I say, well, brother, uh, my brother say you're going the wrong way. He looked up. He said, I sure am. But so when we finally got turned around and got back on the highway, I realized that I'm glad God controlled the reins because they had a, a, a truck was pulling up. I think a U-Haul, and that U-Haul came off the the ball, and it had a big wreck on the interstate. And I said, Lord, I'm glad you holding the rain because we thought we made the wrong turn. But what God said is, I'm I need to buy some time for y'all because He was protecting us. And even though we thought we made the wrong turn, God, the only thing He did is separated us from trouble. And, and, and that night, I was saying, what is he doing up there making the wrong turns? But then afterward, I'm just like David saying that, for thou hast possessed the reins. And you can look back in your life, and you can say, Lord, I thought I would be here, but you turned that thing just in time. And then he says to him, he says, thou hast covered me in my mother's womb. Don't mean that God has just started possessing the reins. That means that he's been possessing the reins all our life. And we think we just kind of like, you know, just kind of lollipopped and wandered in here. But God said, no, I'm controlling this whole thing. Amen. And I'm glad that, you know what? And I, I told a friend of mine a while back, we was talking about rain. I say, I'm glad God don't let me hold the rain, buddy. Because I have 50% of the people over here saying, push it, let it rain. 50% over here telling me, Baza, don't push it, don't let it rain. And I'll be somewhere stuck in the middle. But I'm so glad God hold the reins. Amen. How many in here glad God hold the reins? I'm glad he holding the reins because like when you're in it, you can't see it. But when you look back over your life, you see where he turned me right in time. He pulled me out of that thing right in time. But now we're dealing with David and this confidence issue. David says to him, he said, first of all, you know, you know when you realize that God holding the reins, what he bought you from and how he's going then you realize that God is holding the reins what he's taking you through that God I, I don't know what tomorrow holds but I know somebody holding the rain and I'm so glad that he when he's when David says that uh thou has covered me from my mother's womb and I don't know what the future holds but I know that God is is holding the reins and the other thing that he loves me I, I sure like to, and we and Sister are in uh, Psalms 139, 14, but in 13, 14, I'm so glad that somebody holding the reins who in love with me. I'm so glad that somebody is holding the reins who died for me. I'm so glad that somebody is holding the reins of my life whose spirit lives in me. Amen. I'm glad he's holding the reins. And you know what? After I say that, I saw the sign a few years ago. They say, God is my co-pilot. And I say, well, no. I have to put that again. God is my pilot. He holding the reins. I don't even want to help him drive. I might talk him into a wrong turn. All I want to do is just sit on the passenger side and ride wherever he leads me is where I need to be. Amen. I just believe that. And, and, and David came to this conclusion. Conclusion, and, and, and he says that even though I'm about to follow this great king, Saul, even though I'm about to follow Saul, he, Saul was a well-liked guy. Saul was tall. He was well-choice man. Everybody wanted Saul. And David said, Lord, I'm nervous about this thing. In verse 14, this is my verse here. 
we had a little of this in the women's conference, amen. If y'all missed it, y'all missed it, amen. First thing he says is, I broke this verse down. He said, I will praise thee. I, I love that because even when I'm uncertain about the future, even when I'm uncertain about where I'm going, I still can praise, amen? And, and you know what? Sometimes when you just begin to praise, he'll let you be more comfortable about the future, amen? And you know, sometimes you, I know when we think about our future and, and maybe we're about to buy a new car or do something big and we're saying, Lord, should I sign up for this thing for four or five years? Should I do this? Is this in your will and you got to just remember if God brought you that he's going to hold the reins and take you on through so in that case you can praise him you can praise him in advance for where he's taking you from I'm, you know you can be like David Lord you holding the reins you're going to take it even when even when Doc and them left home I said well you know just uh, sometime in our flesh I said well y'all going up there and you know that, I, I told him I said well you want to see your brother just in case some, you know, you. I don't want to speak negative, but you want to go see your brother. Y'all, my family, I can talk to y'all. You want to see your brother while he's alive. And that's what I told him. I said, go on up there. Go on see your brother because daddy, he worried about them flowers. I said, I got all of that. Uh, go on up there and see your brother while he's alive. And, and ain't it so good when God holding the reins that, you know what, they done drove all the way up there. And now they say the surgery been postponed. Ain't that? Don't get a range to me, amen? I'm going to let somebody who know how to do that thing because I don't know how to fix tomorrow. I don't know how to fix next week. I don't know how to heal nobody about it. I don't know how to bless you with, with, with blessings that you don't have room to receive. But I got somebody who holding the reins who do, amen? And then he says, David say, I'm going to praise you while you lead me, Lord. That's what I really want to get to. Wherever you lead me to, I'm going to praise you in the me. That's why you can praise him any time. Because no matter what you're going through, you know he's leading you. And you can praise him in that thing. And then even on this verse, David, now when he says you can praise me, what he's basically saying is I'm getting a little confidence. I feel better about my position now. I, I'm, I'm, you know, I, I was a little nervous about this kingship thing now, and you know, it's kind of like preaching. You know, you get up, you're a little, it's, you know, all in your stomach, but now I feel a whole lot better, amen? And, and, and so here you go. He say, I'm going to praise you. Then he say, for I am fearfully. First of all, he said, I'm a confidence is growing now. You know, sometimes, and, and you know what, we, we, when, you, when you really begin to uh, go forth in God, sometimes your confidence be shaken. Your confidence could get shaken by somebody saying, well, you really don't need to be doing that. You know, Satan will send them people your way. Or Satan will send somebody away, and you know you don't have the right pedigree for that. Or you don't have the right training to do that. But David say, I am fearfully. And then as we go on, because we're running on through, then he says, and wonderfully made. Compare me to Saul all you want to now. But he said, I got my own thing. And then he said, I'm fearfully. That's no confidence. Then he said, I'm wonderfully made. I ain't tall like Saul. I ain't, and you know what, and, 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 and the Bible don't say that David was uh, uh, an ugly guy, but it did say that Saul was ruddy, that's right. It, he was ruddy, a ruddy guy, but did, it didn't say, but it did tell us that Char Saul was a choice man. Yeah. It tells us that. 
But then, it, it, and then he comes right back, and David telling us, "Now I wasn't, you know, I wasn't no, 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 and I, you know, I wasn't no Denzel Washington like Saul. I wasn't no Beyonce like, and you know, sometimes we judge ourselves based on other people. If I don't look like they look, you, and you know what I'm, I, as I, if I can, I, that, I didn't write this down, but when you judge yourself based on other people, and you allow other people to certify you, and, and other people to, to give you your credentials, only thing wrong when you give that to man to say you are right, or a man to say you look good, a man to say it's all right with you, only thing with man, he changes. Man, if, if you're a lady and you meet a guy and he say, well, I like long hair, and, and, and man, you get your hair and you get it to growing all long, then six months later, he like, he like short hair. I mean, they'll do it to you, ain't it? Hey, man, if you're a man and they say, well, I sure like you a little bit buffed in that. I, I like you, you know, and you be going out to the mall and, and getting that stuff. You're putting your milk in, and turn it, trying to put on weight, and you're getting to drink that stuff. Then they say, oh, you too big now. Man, a change on you. So, so, you know, so David then look at this thing and he said, I'm fearful, I'm getting my confidence. And then he say, everything about me, I'm wonderfully made. How many folk left home this morning when you looked in the mirror and said, God, I'm wonderfully made. Oh, oh, you made me just how you wanted me to be. I'm wonderfully made, amen. And when you walk out the house, you can leave and look at the world and say, I'm wonderfully made, y'all. But look, in this whole verse, you'll see this, this guy, David, as he matriculate on through the different steps. First, he says, I, I don't, I'm going to praise you. Then he say, I'm fearfully and I, I'm wonderfully made. Now, he's talking about himself. Then he tells us, Marvelous are thy works. That rascal getting a little cocky now. Now he getting a little attitude. Not only is he saying, I'm fearfully and I'm wonderfully made, he looking at himself and saying, I'm marvelous. I'm going. I'm marvelous. You know, I said, how many said this morning that you was wonderfully made, but how many this morning said I'm marvelously? God, when you made, when you, when your works are marvelous, and I'm a part of your works, I'm marvelous. God didn't make nothing bad. You know, and, and, and anytime you, anytime somebody brings something and tell you what you can't do and where you can't, if God gave you a vision to do something to build, go ahead on and build because God say you're, you're fearfully and wonderfully made. And then he turned around and say marvelous. I like that. I can get up in the morning and tell myself I'm marvelous. I'm a workman of God. I'm a work of God. I can tell myself I'm marvelous. I can get my and wake myself up in the morning and say, Lord, I'm marvelous. And then when I get, you know what, I can put in my car music that remind me of how marvelous God made me. When I get, and I don't, I hang around people that tell me how marvelous God made me, and I tell them how marvelous God made them. But then. All of that, you know, it, you can say it. And, and, and David, he, he says, after he says it, marvelous are thy works. Then you, you see this because, see, sometimes 
people can say it to you. Sometimes you can read it in a book. Sometimes, you know, you can say, uh, 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 we don't have to, uh, Dr. King said, we don't have to ride in the back of the bus no more. But it's until it get down on the inside of you. When it get down on the inside of you, it don't matter what folks say to you. Now look at what David said in this thing after he said, after he said this. He says, I'm fearfully, I'm wonderfully made. Then he says, marvelous, it's thy works. That's it. And then he say, and my soul. That means it got on the inside. That mean, he said, and that my soul knoweth right well. That means that, it, you know, when, when folks tell you that you can't, and, and you, I don't matter what folks tell you, he said, I'm fearfully, I'm wonderfully made, marvelous, and guess what? He believed it in his soul. See, if you don't believe it in your soul, the first devil come at you can turn you around. But when it get a, see, and that's why I think David said that, it, 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 and that my soul knoweth right well, because once it get on the inside of you, that's why man can't touch it. Once it get on the inside of that you are fearfully and wonderfully made, once your soul know it, see, man can't touch with the soul. Well, you know, and sometimes I look at little buddy, and you know, all our life they say, uh, you know, you, so, look, I look at little buddy on the front row here, and it used to be all our life, especially when I was down in Baton Rouge, they say, well, that's too black. You know, you remember, you remember when people used to say that? Oh, that's too black down. No, you don't want to be that black. But when you get that down, down, down in your soul that I'm wonderfully made, you can be black as my shoe. But you have the confidence of God inside of you. Know that it, boy, when it get on the inside. See, long as it's hanging, you know, long as you, you know, you, you, you getting these things and you reading them. Oh, yeah. Uh, the Constitution say that uh, all men are created equal and we are endowed with certain uneligible rights by our crit. But when it get on the inside. See, when they get on the inside of you, you won't even go to the back of the bus. When, when, they, when you, you know what I'm saying? When, when they, that's what, that's what happened to Rosa Parks. Rosa Parks realized that she was fearfully and wonderfully made. She, the back door, the back of the bus wasn't even for her. Nobody, this don't matter what the signs say. It didn't even matter what the driver said because it was down on the inside of her. And it doesn't matter what people say about us. Once they get on it, and the challenges for us to read this word and believe it and allow it to get on the inside and once we get on the inside see that that scripture that we can do all things through Christ who strengthened us and once we can apply you know that that scripture don't mean just in church every area of your life you can do all things through Christ who strengthened you but it's got to be like David and you got to wake up one morning and say Lord my soul knoweth right well is inside me now once it get inside me, once it get inside me that I can do all things through Christ who, who strengthened me. And I tell you, God told me to, to, uh, to open up a, 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 a fast food restaurant in the middle of the griddle. Once it get on the inside, I don't really care what the bank say. Amen. I'm going to start frying chickens on a grease fire. Amen. Once it get on the inside of you, it doesn't matter. Because the devil say, the devil come to steal, kill, and destroy. He come to steal a vision that God gave to you. He come to do, and after he steal it, not only do he want to steal it, he want to destroy it and, and do away with the vision that God gave to you. But once you get that thing on the inside, 
See, when they get on the inside, he can't go in there because you belong to God. The Bible says your body is a temple of the Holy Ghost. And Satan can't go in there with the Holy Ghost. If Satan can go in there with the Holy Ghost, we're all in trouble. But once it get down on the inside, it don't matter what they say, y'all. Once it get on the inside, it don't it just run right, just like wax. It don't matter. And David showed us that he said that you don't, you can't. I, I don't have to compare myself to Saul. Nobody. I'm marvelous. I'm fearfully and I'm wonderfully made. No, I'm not tall. No, you know, no. That was another thing. You know, this your big thing was who got good hair. Amen. Y'all don't remember that. Don't look at me like that. Who got good hair? And you know what? Everybody was, boy, we used to, and we used to rub and put curls in our hair. And I did it too. I got pictures of it, amen. And I had them long because I didn't want it to nap up, amen. But just like it is, how many of you know my hair is wonderfully made? It's the way God designed it to be on my head. And, and you know what? I, I, and, it's, it, and as I begin to read this, I start thinking to myself, everything about me is wonderfully made. And guess what? It's getting on the inside. Get on the inside of y'all. Don't let nobody. Everything about you is wonderfully made. Let it get down on the inside of you. And, and you know what? When folk, we living in a time now as we get ready to close where folks don't really attack you no more. They don't. They they still attack you. They but you know what? They slick about it. They send somebody else. Amen. They uh, better somebody say that your hair wasn't as good as you know. It's always somebody. Amen. Or uh, better or uh, somebody say that your hair or or somebody say that you think yourself. But the Bible say man ought not think himself more highly than he should. It didn't say you couldn't think yourself high because I'm a work of God and I'm marvelous. And it's on the inside of me, y'all. Amen. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Amen. There may be one amen on tonight. Amen. I love the word of God. Amen. It ministers to me even when I'm studying. Amen. I got that scripture from that girl, Sarah. I hope y'all heard it. But she gave me that. And I said, let me look for that. Amen. But uh, there may be one on tonight. Amen. Just want to come up for prayer. Or maybe when I look over the audience and I know everybody, I think everybody's safe in their arm of safety. But there may be one. We never know. We always want to open up this opportunity. Give you a minute. Amen. Give, give you wonderfully made people a minute. Amen. 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 Thank you, brother. Father God, we thank you for just this word on tonight. We thank you for how you minister even to me on the word. We thank you for those in attendance and we thank you for we thank you for your word again. We thank you how it energizes us, gives us life. Amen. amazing grace and I know it's not popular anymore I know it doesn't make you move or make you dance anymore but if anybody out there know God is good if anybody out there know what grace can do if anybody out there know that Jesus took a wretch like them 
And it was all his amazing grace that got you to where you are. Amazing. That amazing grace. Amazing grace. How sweet the sound. You may find sweet. Can I get a witness out there? Anybody know he saved the rest? Y'all don't hear me. He said he saved the rest. I was. Said I was was lost. But now, church, right now I'm found. I said I was blind. I was blind. God bless you. We hope that this message has encouraged your heart. We invite you to come worship with us at our Sunday school service beginning at 9 a.m., our morning worship service at 11 a.m., Bible study every Wednesday night from 7 to 8. If you would like to correspond with this ministry, you can write us at 2627 Willow Glen Road, Alexandria, Louisiana. Again, thank you, and may God bless you. This is K-A-Y-T, Gina Alexandria. The gospel is 